two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high Chris, and I'm with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's going on, man, Chitty? We're doing the two two weeks in a row via satellite. Via satellite, man. Via satellite. Bring it to your lives. Yo, what's good? How you doing, man? How's your week? How's your week? What's going on with you? Podcast. Chris has a baby. Um, but my man is actually right next to me as I record this thing here. Uh, he calls himself sleep, so we're gonna leave it that way. Uh, but man, you going to? the most dumbest baby ever, guys. And show him some love because uh, I mean, this kid came down a hurricane and he just like, yep, doesn't phase me. Life doesn't phase me at all. He's just chilling. <laughs> yo. But yo, he's the calmest, calmest baby. But what, what, what he ain't calm at 3, 4 in the morning, I can definitely tell your ass that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, you going to D.C., man, that's crazy, dog. Like, that's that's really dope, man, especially with the with us being in the industry, as CT calls it, uh, for you to be able to be in that um, movers and shakers business or movers and shakers room, you know, that's very beneficial, man. I, that's dope. That's dope that we're making headways outside of the wrestling community as well. Yeah, exactly. We always, we always working. You know, we're always around. You know, as we know, he's uh, Smollett, Arn Addison, and I'm your man, Gully Blanchard. This is the Reasonable Weapon Podcast. The real 
uncensored of this professional wrestling podcast. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, it's been one hell of a week, uh, one hell of a busy week for wrestling. It started all the way back to. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. You good? I can hear, yeah, I can hear you a little bit better now. I put in, I put in that mic that I bought. Oh, you got the lapel mic on. Yeah, I, I don't got it on because I have no shirt on. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm holding it. <laughs> I should put a shirt on. But yeah, let's get right into it, guys. All right. Sure you're here. <laughs> We're wrestling talk. Yeah, man. Uh, so Sunday, Clash of Champions kicked off the week of wrestling. Uh, what caught your attention? Like, what was your... What was your thing of that show that that you that you remember? I'll say what caught my eye. I guess. Um, well, uh, I want to shout out Cedric Alexander real quick. Uh, I know he didn't get the victory like I, I wanted him to, but the guy's doing big things, man, and, and he has a bright future. Uh, Cedric is just getting started. Um, there's um, idiots, melters out there who's talking some shit about him. Um, Cedric don't annoy, ignore them all the noise and keep working hard. Uh, you are you're killing it every time I see you but I wish that match was a little bit longer it was on the pre-show so I get it there are time constraints and uh, so I wanted to get the victory but it's not his time yet we'll see what where, 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 where his time will be but I think he'll be a great United States champion or Intercontinental champion one day which is inevitable I mean come on yeah, I think that match was definitely um, something that could have been a hair bit longer. Um, I've, I think that their chemistry is great uh, if you give them a little bit more time. Uh, but they're two ring generals for sure. Like, you can really give Cedric that title of ring general. Um, like, you give kind of, the, like, we throw that out to anyone else. Shout, shout out to Walter. Uh, we'll get on that a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> um, Cedric definitely knows his way around the, the, the ring. And it, it was dope to see him be kind of highlighted. He's been spotlighted for probably like a month, month and a half now. Um, going all the way back to um, him being a janitor, helping. Roman Reigns out in a in an ambiguous spot, but um, it's always good to see our black brothers on the camera. Um, so I, I definitely want to highlight that. Um, another highlight of the night for me um, for Clash of Champions that I was kind of kind of excited to see um, is that I was just ready for the new day to drop the titles, even though I do root for everyone and anyone that is black, uh, but to have the revival win the titles and be a grand slam champion of a a grand slam grand slam champions in their own right i think that was really dope and it helps make the revival as a uh, for a team that we said that was relegated to them almost wanting to quit the company it just shows that if you just stay down stay healthy and have some faith that things turn around for you. And damn, they did. Because they're working with Randy. They're working with Kofi, the World Heavyweight Champion. And they're working with one of the most over-tag teams in the past decade in the New Day. And they won the SmackDown Tag Team Champions ch- Championship. So shout out to Scott Dawson and uh, and Dash Wilder. Yeah, shout out to the Revival. Um, I said it then and I'm going to say it now. The Revival are going to be um, one of the best tag teams of this era. Uh, I think the Revival has, uh, they, they, they're, they've arrived in the same framework of like one of the best tag teams. Because women's been called one of the best tag teams as far as uh, since we've seen them work at NXT. 
But until you get that validation in one case, you can lead our company as bad candidates. They're now a staple in the tech business. That's what I see now. The sound of revival. Because it, it took a while. But like, people always want people to be, get, get shotgun, shotgun to the title, you know, range. I don't, I don't like that. I think that everybody doesn't get shotgun, you know, um, including in the tech business. So it, whether it be War Raiders or whether it be Revival, Revival had some injuries, hindered them along the way. And on top of that, it's not that they weren't talented, that they had injuries, and that they weren't, been, they weren't used properly. But I knew we would always get here, where they're one of the X, you know, because Revival's no longer still in the ring. They have charisma. I think they have uh, personality. You know, like, so I, they have a personality that's unique. And that, so I'm really just seeing that, I'm really happy to see them uh, take the tag title Let's see what they can do with them. I think with New Day, uh, there's only so much we can see from New Day as tag team champions. Is they have to really be creative to, to, to and they gotta also get the get get the opportunities to be creative because if they don't book them, you know, separately from Kofi, then because they're booking them underneath Kofi pretty much. Everything tied into Kofi because he's one of their boys. As a tag team, to have your own legitimacy within the division, that you gotta book them as all right. We are tag team champions. Like. Two thousand nine. Uh, No, and Randy, Randy was a, Randy was definitely abusing. Oh, sorry, my bad. If y'all hear that, that's that's me fucking with the mic. That was my bad. If y'all hear that on the pod. Um, oh yeah. Oh well, if you want to see Leo Rush, then go ahead and look at this Only Lurking. Um, yeah, I think Randy Randy has been very kind of um, uh, problematic in his career. Um, you know, when it comes to how he's dealt with, you know, uh, Mr. Kennedy, 
or you know him having issues uh, or backstage uh, uh, um, gripes with Kofi Kingston, or even I mean, just. As far as the match, it was trash. I'm glad the story's done. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to say that I was super excited with the match. As far as the match, it was the match. Uh, um, I'm just glad Kobe won. Like, I'm just glad, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just glad Kobe won. And if Kobe dropped the title to Brock, like, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but like, if he dropped the title back, I'm not upset with his race. And I want to give WWE the credit of giving this guy our first black WWE champion, Doug Wolf. You know, African born or even, you know, black uh, WWE champion, a uh, reign that's legitimate. It means something to me. It means something to me. So I almost want to just shout that out real quick. And that's why I've been invested with Kobe. That's why um, I haven't really. Uh, maybe you can say I'm biased. I, I know I am. No, we're not biased, man. Like for for the, like we said, like to to answer the the and you could I don't want to call them flat out melters because a lot of them not like idiots, but like the smarks or the marks. So let's just say the white people who who have something to say about Kofi's reign. Like, bruh, Seth Rollins was not a great reign. We've joked about the gender reign wasn't a good reign. Hell, Dean Ambrose reign as champion wasn't a good reign. Seth first universal title run wasn't a good reign. Like there 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 are champions in history outside of Kofi who have held that title. Brock Lesnar, for God's sakes, held both titles hostage. You know what I mean? Like, he held both titles hostage. Both main event scenes were hostage. Relegating the main titles to, st- I mean, the mid-card titles to step up. And therefore, they didn't do much with them because of who the belts were on at the time. You know what I mean? Like, you have AJ and Kevin Owens scrambling in the United States Championship food a few few years ago. You have, um, um, um... Uh, you you have Seth Rollins bragging and boasting about the IC title being bigger than the Universal title, which then devalues the Universal title when someone gets it. Yeah. So uh, like, um, I don't think it devalues the Universal title. I think that. Nah, it's listen, it, it, I, I, CT, when you don't have your championship on screen and it's not defended. M- Outside of one opponent, which was Roman Reigns, that title is then devalued, man. That Universal Championship for the 400 days that Brock had it did not mean anything. I meant what, what it meant was when it dropped it, it meant something. That's what it meant. It's like when, when he dropped it, that's what it was for. For that moment when Seth won it over Brock. Uh, I, I think but was it a uh, moment? Was it a moment, or was it like a sign of relief that we can? You know what it, was? it could have been a moment. It could have been a moment, and they fucked up because they had to do the low blow shit and all this. I, for me, at least, I didn't. I didn't see it as Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins arrival. I saw. I think SummerSlam was more of Seth Rollins arrival as the Beast Slayer and who he's supposed to be because he beat Brock Queen. Now he beat Brock Queen at WrestleMania. I was like, okay, you know, and it was a big moment because we finally got this reign. Reign of Terror came to an end, and the, and the Beast Slayer took him down, and he did it like legit, you know. So him signing away and him with Logo, I, I I was uh, a little bit rubbed uh, wrong with that, but I do think that Brock being off the TV with the title to some degree 
um, makes it feel a little special. And it's only the Universal title that he's really held hostage. The WWE title has been on SmackDown, and I think that um, that's where the WWE model is. It's like, all right, we have this, we created this other title, so we don't really need to we have a main event scene as still, you know, with, with this other title on this other show. Well, you can't um, say that when AJ Styles as your WWE champion wasn't main eventing shows. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it kind of do, it, it's a domino effect to the company. When we look at these, like I always call them consolation prizes. You know what I mean? Like I call them that for a reason. But then you look at it and 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 like uh, like like the Raw Tag Team Titles, right? They were devalued to you at some point in time when they was wrapped around the B Team's waist or Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Like why? You know what I mean? Like, why? When all you're going to do, and as soon as you drop the titles, is put them in 24-7 championship races in the backstage, and then you're like, oh, they were tag team champions. The B team? The B team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the thing about it is you do with, I think they're going to have to do what they can and what they have. And I'm sorry, but the, I you relegate those guys to you give them the tag title because they work hard. Those guys are not supreme talent. I'm sorry, I don't I don't look who's here for a Bo Dallas credential match at this point. I don't think anybody so you gotta be realistic to the to the talent level they have. Because everybody has a stacked roster. Maybe if it's so stacked, some of these guys will get better looks and won't be relegated to the twenty four seven championship. You know, you know, so I, that's the thing about it. Like you you gotta hone your craft. And have a personality and create something worth putting on TV. So, I, I, and, I, and I get what you're saying with the, you know, devaluing championships. It's something that WWE constantly does. Do, do. With Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, they devalue the championship because we all know there's just two niggas put together that. Makes no sense. Bro, and there's two niggas that, like, they work rate aren't, like, I know what you mean when you're talking about, like, hey, you know, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, they've been around, give him a doggy bone. You know, hey, Bo Dallas and and, and Curtis Axel, give him a doggy bone. But my guy, uh, uh, Robert Root was United States champion. Dolph Ziggler was United States champion, Grand Slam champion, just won an IC title. Like, you don't have to give those guys a bone. Robert Root at 40 should be, listen, Robert Root at 40 should be enhancing newer talent. He shouldn't be looking for, he shouldn't be looking for a push. Uh, yeah, I feel you. I think I think that Robert Roode should be enhancing new talent. I think that you give him a push to then put somebody over on top of him. Robert Roode should be a single heel, a single a single heel. That's what he should be. I, uh, they haven't done it yet, really well, uh, and they keep putting him in these tag teams. Well, I don't get it because I honestly I, I like Robert Roode. I like Robert Roode and I like Dolph Ziggler to a degree, but I'm kind of sick of him already. I don't. I just can't with Dolph. But the, what I don't get is that when you um, put the titles on these guys we're just thrown together but I kind of well what I'm trying to get is I kind of understand that they're doing what they can with what they have and they give these guys a spot because every now and then you have people that put, they put, they put together two guys and it works like team hell no it works you know but you have people that uh, are get put together and it kind of works so you, you gotta give it a shot but what I don't like oh shit Walter just choked down that room. What the hell is going on? Yeah, my man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, NXT oh, was lit. Oh, oh. In the street, Robert. Oh, oh. What's going on here? 
what you are now I'm, listening to is what? CT. I'm get- <laughs> protected the shit out of Velveteen and he put on a hell of a wrestling match like exactly. he had a wrestling match bro yes he did exactly he had a wrestling match on and he knew he just had the I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Um, but I see them building it. They built Killian Dana. We have no idea who we'll bring in from the main roster. They have Matt Riddle. They have the street proppers in the tag division. They got Forgotten Sons, who I think uh, are a good tackling. They, they kind of surprised me on that ladder match. So I see some something with, with them. Imperium shows up. Imperium showing up. Like, they're bringing the heavy hitters back to NXT. I think they have a well-rounded group for the first time in a while. Not to mention, we didn't even talk about Tommaso Ciampa. He has not, we haven't seen him. And we know, we know he's, you know, he's, he's in, he's in the, somewhere. And then we got Shayna and Candice Lloyd. Candice Lloyd won a play four-way. Bro, speaking, I know you want to talk about the, the, the main event, but the very first match on USA for NXT were the women. 
And they shut that shit the fuck up. They didn't shut it down. They shut it up, man. Bruh. Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, uh, uh, Miriam, and the star of stars, bruh. Bianca Belair is a star beyond stars, bro. Like, Io Shirai's presentation is fucking dope. Like, it was so dope to watch. I, um, I forgot who I stole this tweet from, but I retweeted it, so I don't know if I'm stealing it, but, like, to see the camera angles, the 4K uh, cameras being used, the production value, like, it just looked and felt like what, like, it It didn't, it, if it, it, it was the network on USA, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, it was the network on USA, bro. Like, and it was. It was so dumbed down. It didn't, it didn't feel like it was dumbed down at all. Um, they came, they, they knew they had, had to show out, and they did. Um, what was the match in between in, in the midway through? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember. Remember. Um, uh, honestly, I, I think it was Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes came out and 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 defeated Sean Maluda in a very quick five second match, uh, where the even the presentation of Cameron Grimes, someone of Cameron Grimes was dope uh, for for the network. But having Velveteen, I I think like a lot. Okay, a lot of people don't understand. Like uh, shout out to I just want to do a quick shout out in the middle of the show to uh, two black led podcasts that are doing their hundredth episode, uh, the Black Announce Table and the A Show. Uh, just want to give congratulations to y'all um, on that. When we started our podcast, we had the envisions of doing what you guys are doing, and so like we 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 see that as aspiration. We commend y'all. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is people of color as influence, my guy. The main, the opener of the show and the main event of the show, the two stars of it were black. Like regardless of, regardless of who won or whatever the case may be, the highlight main event players were Bianca Belair and Velveteen Dream. Yes. Who came out there and showed and proved. Uh, you had the, the, the Asian baddie, uh, Minion, and you had Io Shirai, who, Io Shirai, you know, when she gets busy. All four women came to show, show out, and I don't want to poo poo Candace just because she's white. She, she came out there and killed her. Oh, she's a G. Nah, Candace, I can't even hold it against Candace that because she's white. Candace is a G. Like, can Candace. Bro, she, she, she hard ways. <laughs> So that was that was the first hour, and according to the ratings, the first hour. This is going to be in my business and logic, but I guess um, I don't know how the flow of the show is. Do you just want to do it now? Do you want to? Well, I'm, I, well, I mean, the first hour on USA did 1.2, did 1.2 million, bro, on the fourth night of wrestling on a Wednesday. First hour did 1.2 million. So, 
I think when we ask what AEW has to go up against, I think their that range it has to be over a half a mil to a million. Like that's the gauge. Uh, AEW cannot do less than half a mil on their first night. It can't do half a mil. I think that they. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. Is it? Is it? They're right. They're directly opposed each other, right? Yep, directly opposed from each other. Yep. Damn. Ah, uh, shit. Ah. Uh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they might have a, have a rough go at it because NXT is a built-in brand for for a couple of years. I like, tell you know, for. It hasn't hit 10 years yet, but it's, it's, it's a built-in brand for some time. And then you have the WWE. Like, NXT you know? has the... What I don't understand with wrestling fans is that NXT has built up the equity as a wrestling company with the... Um, I get it. It's under the umbrella of WWE. But have we not learned the lesson that it's a different, complete product? When we have when we have Finn Balor as our champion, when Shinsuke comes in as our champion, when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is the champion, when Adrian Neville is the champion, like are you not paying attention to like when Johnny Gargano is the champion, Adam Cole? These are guys that I'm probably bigger than outside of yeah. Shinsuke. Yeah, yeah, I don't think NXT is uh, is, is a. Platform where they showcase guys from the Indies and gave them the, 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 the platform to do what they do best and put it and brand it under the WWE umbrella. You know, so um, and not only that, you have the direction of a Triple H Triple H. It was honestly a um, a perfect storm of talent and minds coming together. You got Dusty Rose who really set the foundation. For NXT, so for them to get it this way, get get it get here, it's huge. And, and you're right, it built its own niche, its own brand outside of the WWE, and it's gonna be separated completely. I don't think WWE, I don't think Vince is gonna have an influence anymore. I know I've thought about that a little bit before because I thought maybe they're going on TV, and that might be a little bit. So we hear all the stories about it, and I'm sure that a lot of them are false. But he seems like a guy who's kind of a control freak, you know? Oh, we have to make it box. I'm pretty sure. To him, he like he trusts trips. He trusts trips. I think he trusts the guy who's a boys and girls guy in NXT because look at the, like you said, we look at the champions that have come from NXT, come on and do big things in WWE. Who's who's showcased on the show as talent? They're all guys who have been prominent names in NXT, uh, built from the ground up from from the WWE talent. Now, granted, there's a lot of them from the, from the Indies prior to, to WWE, but WWE put that. But that's there. my but that's my thing though. Like that's that's kind of my case in point when it comes to my business and logic segment of the of the uh, like when you have um so again you know uh um Des, uh desmond xavier if y'all don't know check out that uh, uh exclusive that i have with him saying that impact i think impact's gonna eventually be like weekly now um when you have roh you know who've had some of these talents like a like a donovan die dick or you know what i mean or you know like <laughs> or adam cole or something like that or will you have aew who roster does not stack up if wwe gives us what we want we have Brock and Kofi on SmackDown. We have Sasha and Becky on Raw. And when we have NXT going like, bro, that's better than anything else that any other wrestling company is putting out right now. All right, well, you can't downplay live television, live television, a couple of hungry dudes, 
and talented dudes in AEW who are trying to pass away of unique wrestling and, 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 and unique wrestling that's an alternative. Because you got to understand, if they get the buzz of people, all they need is that buzz. Do something with their writing, do something with their matches, that get a buzz that's like hey you can't M- find this impact thing. is impact that's is more and impact is more in a place to do something that, like that rather than no, AEW I'm sorry to say this but I am impact as a company has uh, plateaued it's not going anywhere further I don't see it going anywhere further. and I think they have a couple pieces there I do but I don't see impact going any further than it, than it is right now the, the steam that RVD matches before I'll watch a goddamn Cody. But what I'm telling you is, is that when, when like we seen it, not not an advantage, but I'm what I'm saying is, is that logically, business wise, when WWE feels any sort of type of any type of whatever you want to call it, competition, uh, breathing down the neck. Uh, whatever, like they—they've really AEW been kicking a lot of tough, tough shit about being starting a war and being an alternative. When you're giving me Chris Jericho as your champion, I'm telling. Okay, but what I'm saying, okay, okay, CT, I hear what you're saying. Give it time. We've heard the beginning of this company since January. It is you now set. CC CT, you're not even allowed. You're not allowing me to even finish, man. All right, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Talk. What I'm saying is, is that they've. I get it. From from the idea of January to September, nine months. They've done more than nine months than I could ever have tried to do. I don't want to take that away from them. But what I'm saying is, is that you NXT. Gave us this, uh, we're coming to USA at the middle or end of August. They gave us 30 days, 30 days to get excited. They gave us 30 days to run promo. They gave us 30 days of, of constantly reminding us on social media. They didn't make it exclusive to who knew about NXT. They made a very informative 
introductory promo package as their commercial. What I'm saying is, is that with the roster, with the ammunition, with the pin, with the person running it who doesn't have a vendetta against anybody else other than being the best, I think it has it can crush AEW if Cody still has trips cock up his ass. <laughs> so what does that even mean? Like Cody having trips cock up his ass? You gotta explain what that means. My thing is, is that his the only thing the only thing that seems to be their concern is calling themselves an alternative and not running themselves as an alternative. You have to intentionally make yourself different. And if you can't, if you can't, like, come think about it. There's so many, there's, there's so many, there's so many things we've seen in wrestling, so many things we've done in wrestling, and they gotta take a find a niche that's different from WWE that is going to say, you know what, you're not gonna get this from WWE, and it's gonna be hard. It's not going to be easy because WWE's done so many things in the business, and we've seen so much wrestling in our lifetime outside of WWE even. So for them to be an alternative, it's going to be hard. It's going to be an uphill battle. But I don't want to shit on these guys' motivation. This guy created left WWE, created something of his own, and he's not going to put all his shoes into the uh, all his chips in the, in, in, in one in, in the center of the, the table and not take a real swing at it, and like you know, like and not take a real hard. Look at his his audience. Say, you know, how do I provide a good television show? I think Cody is open to criticism. I think Cody has a creative mind, and I think the guys in back, not just Cody, I think Matt and Jackson and Nick Jackson. I think Chris Jericho is trying to find his way as the heavyweight champion. I'm not. I guess the little bit of a bubbly thing is pretty cool, but I'm not completely sold on what he got going on yet. Um, that happened because that like come on is that kayfabe or did Jericho at 49 really get that fucked up and left the belt in the limo <laughs> yo I think he did leave the belt somewhere oh my god but this is what I'm saying like okay the real story is then damn I wouldn't be pissed about like about Cody or something like that and that's what I mean so, so think about it if it's not kayfabe if it's not kayfabe, y'all niggas really just did a 24-7 angle with y'all world heavyweight title. That's not a 24-7 angle. What do you mean? And Competition. Well, and my and I thought that 
It was. My tag team champions for WCW were Scotty Riggs and Buff Bagwells, bro. <laughs> I've been checked out of New Japan since they made Jay White the heavyweight champion. And it's bad decisions like that that will lose me for for some time. Like, it's going to take... It's, it's taken almost a whole year for me to get back for this Okada and, and, and Ibushi thing to happen. But you, you know what I mean? But, they, but, you, you, but do you have a year? Do you have a year? You can't, but you can because of the revolving door of what NXT is. So my only argument is, is that so, like I said, granted, WWE and NXT did 1.2 million on their first Wednesday. Now I don't know if that's part of Raw, if that's part of SmackDown, but that is pretty much a third. Uh, it's, 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 it's close to more than a half to a third of your normal, regular viewing audience. My and thing getting, is... No, no, I, was, I just want to say, like, and they're getting us early, before before AEW airs. That, that's direct competition. Like, oh, really? Let's put this show on before you, a month before you go out, or a couple weeks before you guys go live, so we can get our audience to get used to watching us on this hour.
think they're going to completely uh, try to undercut AEW along the way. But AEW is going to have to survive. And I think they're going to find a way to make money and sustain. And that's all I want to see. And they're going to. They're going to sustain because they have a fan base, I think. They're not going to survive like TNA. Well, we hope so. We 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 hope to see healthy competition. Uh, we we I know, like I said, that USA Hour was great. Um, the Network Hour was not so much, according to the crowd. But we got to see a returning Leo Rush that popped everyone from the in house to at house. Uh, I know when his music hit, I was fucking litty. I saw I was late. Like I said, my Twitter, my 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 network was down, so I was on Twitter. And I saw that he was advertised, uh, but I still popped when I heard his music. Um, so it was, it was, yeah. it was dope to I see. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name scam was masterfully designed new episodes available now subscribe to the perfect scam podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas they added bacon to their bacon it's donato's new bacon duo pizzas two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon and the chipotle bacon duo with canadian bacon and chipotle seasoned bacon now get two dollars off a large bacon duo or any large pizza use promo code 2 donato's every piece is important I am here for Leo Rush becoming our next Cruiserweight champion and defeating Drew Rulak. 
So with that being said, we're just going to introduce this Leo Rush Book and Black segment real quick. Let's go ahead and get that on out the way every week that we do every week that every week that we do this podcast here, we end up doing a book in black. Um and uh um this week Leo Rush is gonna be our book in black. So as you say, he comes back and I don't and I, I kinda agree with you as to him being, you know, uh, um you know, cream rising to the top and um always, you know, if you're if you're talented you're gonna be given the opportunity, just st- stay down. Um, I wouldn't attest him to like probably Antonio Brown. I would compare him to Josh Gordon. Um, Antonio Brown, I would say probably is maybe misunderstood, but I think he's borderline crazy. Um, Josh, Josh Gordon for sure. Um, with his you know substance abuse or his marijuana usage and his suspension from the league, I kind of see him more as a misunderstood product. Um, and, but being so so talented that you take a flyer out on them, you know what I mean? So I definitely. Are you making a good point? Huh? Not going into it, well, you know, you made a really good point. Honestly, I didn't think about it like that. I didn't think about Joe Jonas, but he is honestly right. He's more aligned with Josh Gordon's story and how he's been um, approaching things and having to because Josh Josh Gordon doesn't need any distractions and he's a guy who he dealt with his mental health. Um, predicament and, and so with Leo Rush's path um, I'm just glad to see him back you know I'm, I'm glad to see him back he looks great he looks healthy he looks like he doesn't have a lot of ring rust. it's kind of hard to look bad when you're wrestling only Larkin as well too he's so fucking good yeah yeah only Larkin he, I mean he, he, he's grown on me over time low key oh, and, uh, and I mean people maybe I'll make their party with the only but I never think he's bad I always like like uh, one two, but I didn't see him as a single star necessarily. But um, I'm trying to see it. Um, but yeah, Leo Rush one, and he's gonna be taking on Drew Gulak sometime in the future. I will put that on NXT um, live in a heartbeat or next takeover, and I will like see them tear it down. Um, with that being said, if 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 Leo just to take it out a little step further, um, and we don't have to do it long, but uh, it, uh, if Leo wins it. Who do you see as his uh, um, a feud? It looks like he got over as a baby. So is Leo Rush now back as a baby face? Yes, yes, he's a baby. Well, he should be. Right now, he should be. After him, after his great, fantastic kill run, bringing Bobby Lassie to that main event at WrestleMania with, with the Finn Balor, um, I think he should be a baby. He was a baby as a heel when he was both body anyways. We all love Leo when he was out there. Um, so, uh, I think he's going to talk his, talk his shit. I told you, back down, like, he should be a baby face. He should just talk his shit and just run away. For, he should just talk his shit and run. No one can catch him. You know, say whatever he wants and then just run and he's too fast for people. He should hold that cruiserweight championship, talk shit to whoever. I think you, you put him in a, in a, in a feud with who looks good Swerve to be a heel. Huh? I would want Swerve to be a heel. Yes. 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 Yes, absolutely. I think he should be 
Tyree Hill. I think that uh, he will be a great foil for the Rush. I'm not. I, 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 I would. I, I just even think about that. Man. Um, yeah, they gotta make that happen. And, and I want to see them build it. I don't want to see just like on some random match and then real one, real real wins or whatever, and then goes on to the next person. I want to see them build uh, a few with him and Isaiah for Scott. Um, we'll see where they, see where they go with that. But mm-hmm. Drew Gulak, what would you do with him? Because Drew Gulak, maybe you would take him to UK. Maybe you would take him to NXT and fight for the North American Championship because I think he got skills. Or maybe bring him to the main roster. And that's what I love about the, the atmosphere of WWE right now. There's so much unpredictability that you can see. Like we just saw Rusev pop up on Raw. We just saw. Oh man, uh, yo, let's let's go. We gotta get into the week that was. We're 50 oh, minutes. Bro, we're 50 minutes into the show and haven't talked Raw or SmackDown, but, bruh, it was crazy. I, I know we I know we, 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 we was wrapping up on, on Booking Black with Leo Rush and Drew. I will have no, Drew. We're going to run. This, this has been a long show already, and we have, it's crazy, but this is a lot before we even did Raw and SmackDown, but let's get into the week. Yeah, you know, I mean, Clash really... I mean, if y'all want to hear our class take, it really wasn't the hit. Like, I love the scene. That's what I was there for. I saw the scene at the end. The scene came, and I'm just here. For, speaking of the scene, he introduced uh, him on Raw, and we saw what he did with Seth Rollins. Uh, great, ending, great ending shot with him. Great ending shot. That's probably going to be an iconic shot that we're going to see for a moment because it was a great shot. Um, I think the scene... It just makes me happy. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I'm just happy with just Bray Wyatt being back and being in a main event picture. He's so creative. I love seeing his um, promos in the funhouse and then seeing it just go warped out. And then they had upside down graphics after his promo. Oh, do you think that was meant to happen? I don't know if it was meant to happen, but if it, but if it was great production, I'm going to give that a high spot for me. <laughs> if it was intentional, that was honestly great production. I shit on their production all the time. I thought it, it, I thought it was I thought it was by accident and I shit on it. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was by accident too. But then they made it seem like it was supposed to happen. And that's what somebody's supposed to do on the, on the, on the mic. I think it was Renee Young. So shout out to Renee Young for noticing the graphics being upside down. And if it was an accident... Acknowledging that, and then the guys started acknowledging, like, okay, why are you graphics upside down? And they, they played into it like as if it was something to do with the scene, like just, you know, an eerie film. Not to say like, the scene is a little legitimately scary. Like, I, as, me as a grown man, I'm like, okay, this gives me feel some type of way, you know, the fun out stuff, and it just falls like right in line to just. Bro, it makes me, it makes out. me super excited to like do this script more and more. Yes, indeed, uh, man. I, there's so many ideas I had for Bray Wyatt as a character script. Um, they're doing a Joker movie right now, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an in-depth into the psyche of a guy like Joker, and I'm really curious. I can't, can't wait to see you guys go check it out next month. And I think Bray Wyatt is also another character study as far as a character of, like, how do you create a person like this, you know? And, and creating a concept on it. So, and then he now he's involved his character to a whole new level with the theme, and the funhouse, which is just unbelievably creative. I would never thought in a million years you'd marry these two images of children television shows and just creepy ass horror clown slash demon. It makes you feel weird when you watch it. It's just awesome. So um, I remember a couple months ago on Instagram, I said, I 
want something to come around that gives me the feeling of the Undertaker when I was a kid. And the Fiend is doing that for me. And I, I didn't know what would happen, like, this soon. But the Fiend is doing that for me where it's like, it's a, it's a spectacle when you see him. It's very, at the moment, just for him to come out, to show up. Yeah, so I love the I love the ending of Raw, him making that appearance. Um, I believe him coming up, uh, speaking of best produce, him scaring Seth Rollins and Seth, you know, backing away. That's going to be used in promo packages for soon to come for sure for Hell in a Cell. Um, that that was great. Um, I wasn't too much. Um, um, I wasn't too much um, en- enthused with. What led up beforehand? Um, I don't care that Kane was there. Um, I don't care of why oh, the. You don't like the Kane thing? I don't really feel the like it. Hell no. You know what's terrible? Yeah, I ain't like it. I think that's how you use old talent. I think that's exactly how you use old talent. You gotta understand, wrestling fans, there are wrestling fans who wanna see old talent just say, oh my god, I was there when Kane did this. I was there and Kane showed up, you know? And I think. If I was a, a wrestling fan that wasn't as um, savvy on the industry, I would go to a show and be just, okay, I wonder what's going to happen. And when Kane shows up, I'm like, oh, I remember this guy. I, he, he's going to do And then you see the theme come out and kind of like take him down. He just gives the theme the rub. And I, and I really loved it. I really loved it. And then him winning the 24-7 champion as mayor is a brilliant way for that title to be used, I think. I think it was great. Raw was good, uh, including that uh, uh, another one of my best written, or I'm sorry, my worst written. Um, but it was it was good and bad. It was it was intriguing. Uh, the gender reveal. How the hell did Ricochet get involved? How the fuck did Rusev get back in? Like what the hell is going on, man? Exactly. Like, street Profits and Enzo Dawkins are amazing right now, dog. Yeah, Street Profits are, are gold every single time they're up on there. Only problem with Street Profits I have right now is, but I got to keep it real, keep it a buck. I thought we were going to see them in the match right now. Um, I thought I was going to see the Street Profits in a match right now. So when everybody was like, oh, why are they using Street Profits like this? Why are they using them backstage and just for hyping up shit? And I'm like, hey, give them some time and do it a perfect time, you know, just for them to be at backstage, you know, get to get their image out there. And then they can come out there and have a match, and people are like, oh, you guys can go too. That's what I wanted to see. Um, now, with NXT going to USA, NXT, um, going to USA I think, I think uh, they're probably going to stick in NXT. But I do want to see them wrestle on the main roster. They can be on both shows. I mean, I want to see them wrestle. They're on their backstage, anyways. So have them come out there and have some matches in the tag team division. Instead of having Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode tag team champions. I don't like that. We have War Raiders. The, 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 good, the good brothers, Street Profits, just sitting there backstage, and you get the title to these two guys. I just don't get it. Yeah, Raw Tag Team Division um, looks like it's all over the place. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more um, of um, of a scope of 
who's where and what's going to be done when they have the draft. Um, the draft is October 11th. That's going to be the first night, and that's going to be on a SmackDown on Friday. And then they have the second part of the draft is going to be on Raw uh, that following Monday, the 14th. So we'll we'll you know. Just want to give to Drew, I mean, you just want to give to Dolph and Rude because they're like, oh, let's take it off a real tag teams and then this we can figure out where you guys go. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So All right, yeah. and I, 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 and, I, and I, I think I think you know um, um, outside of outside of that um, uh, of Raw, another thing that got me. Um, that I wanted to talk about that is a is like a um, is like being a, a thread throughout the all of the shows. Class of Champions, the Four Horsewomen had their matches with Sasha and Bailey. That was a, uh, a disappointing match in itself with uh, Bailey and Charlotte, and then Sasha and Becky was a pretty okay match. Um, Which I don't understand. I don't get. I don't know what's going on there, I mean, she's got to do something. And she's been away from the women's title division for a minute with R2. The, it's cool. Like, you know, even though I think that's a good spot for her. I mean, I'm still waiting for her to win the 24-7 championship. Like, I mean, I don't know why. We haven't done that yet. Um, Speaking yeah, of... Yeah. It- That's what we're having. That's what they got. That's what that's what they booked. Sasha. Yeah. So so um, Sasha Sasha said do it in the uh, Sasha said have a rematch. Becky said instead of being at Hell in the Cell, be in Hell in the Cell. And Sasha was like, "Well, fuck it. I've already been in one. Has Becky come see me in it? So it's locked in. So I think I think Bray and Sasha will be crowned." And Becky and Seth will be able to go on their little honeymoon because uh, they'll both drop the titles. October fourth you know? on SmackDown.
is that? It's, it's October 4th. October 4th, I didn't want to say it wrong, but I thought it was October 4th. Yes, October 4th. And so, yeah, I'm, I, I really... I think we, we we mentioned it on our podcast before that Brock will come back and go to Fox and probably be coaching for the title. Um, yeah, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Brock's going to beat Kofi on Fox, and I am just happy Kofi had the title reign that I think he deserved. Kofi had the title since April. If he drops it in October, um, it would be from if he won. I believe WrestleMania was what Oct- April seventh or some shit like that. So he would have had it almost six months to the day, from April to Damn. October. Half a year, bro. Half a year at champion, WWE champion, the, the main prize, the first black champion. Well, you know, African, you know, you know what I mean. I, mean, I don't want to get into a lot of conversation, but nah, I'm for sure. Like every, like everybody know, we've had this discussion before. Like yeah. Kofi Mania was real for niggas like us. Can be told. A story can be told easily. Story can be told. Yeah, and, and it's no. And I and I don't want. I don't want to be petty. Just, oh, let the black people turn up. Nigga, it's wrestling. It's storytelling. It's good. You know, that's just it's a television show. Like, don't make it. Don't think. Don't make it that deep. That it's like, oh, the, they have to just be united to the end. And it'd be a beautiful story. I get it. Hall of Fame. They go into Hall of Fame. Never turn on each other. That'd be great. Me as a wrestling fan who wants to see television, I and and, and entertaining television. I want to see that turn and see how Big E responds to that and then see how Xavier responds to that and see how Kobe responds to that and build into WrestleMania. That would be how I would tell it. But uh, I guess I'm just one man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else that happened on SmackDown. Uh, Shinsuke looks like he has his next opponent and um, uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, I think yeah. they're going to put on a banger of a match for the IC yeah. title. Yeah, for sure. I want them to put that on the Fox show, too. I will put that on the Fox show, and then I'll also have Roman and Daniel Bryan versus uh, Luke and Eric Rowan. Uh, oh, how didn't we I talk know. about that on the Clash review? Luke is back, bro. Yes, Luke is back. Luke! Yo, Luke, man. We missed you, bro. We missed a lot. Luke is back. Luke is back. Leo Rush is back. There's been a lot of returns this week. Sasha came back. Uh, a month ago, uh, yeah, and, and we, all the people that we waiting for. You know, I'm not sure if all these hiatuses are because of. I think WWE are giving people time off. I think people are WWE giving people time off, like they did Kevin Owens uh, last year. You know, I think they tried that shit out with Kevin Owens and it worked, and he came back a little bit more hot, and now he's you know having this angle, and, and we'll get to it in, in a second. 
But yeah, I think that is Gary Rose's group, great boost of the title. Like, they make Gabe make Luke Harper's title. And then they spun some talk story online, like, oh, Luke, Ad- Luke Asperger is uh, released. Oh, Luke is unhappy. And they just kind of like, just, and I think it's not even them doing it. I think it's Dave Meltzer. I think it's people like him who just making up stories and just saying shit. Him and Ryan Satin and, uh,. All them other niggas, all the white, all them other niggas, dog. All them other, I can't even keep up with all them niggas, dog. Yeah, yo, I can't, I, I can't, I, I, I tried, I, and I used to be um, one of the listeners and all that stuff because, but now I do this shit, you know, and I don't listen to these guys anymore because it doesn't provide me any real substance as far as how I see wrestling anymore. I've evolved this my, my way of looking at it. And I don't know these niggas. I gotta be honest. I don't know what these niggas are doing on a dating list these days, and I don't want to act like I do know what they think and do. Now, I'll infer, I'll be on this podcast, but when people act like they know that this person is leaving, and this person asks for their release, and this person acts for that, and this person's unhappy, you don't. You don't. Now, you can infer about backstage stuff, but at the end of the day, we're, we're fans. Let's look at this product from a fan's perspective, and uh, we can be critical of it still. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. They've been doing it for a long time. And they never won a title, and they're not that impactful. times have we said that with them though with the Wyatt family with the Bludgeon Brothers like what is the gimmick gonna be now no don't gimmick just have Eric and Luke just have them to go up there and talk shit and beat people up and they did all that stuff like the whole Eric going to get in here I thought was corny but how Eric performed on on Sunday and how Eric performed on on one uh, of Tuesday I thought he came out and he did his job as on the mic and in the ring on all class champions and then the, then the beat down later on in the night I think Eric came out there and did what he came to do um, very well up to this point I didn't see I didn't see Eric as a viable single star or viable singles player until this week so I think that, that he has legs there and him and Luke together are just very intimidating for us uh, it's a matter of just coming out there and just beating the shit out of people man kind of like Seamus and, and um this is all I used to do. But they had their own bar thing, you know. They're, 
you're saying but I know Eric I know Luke had done stuff on his own as you know Bruiser Brody Lee out there on the indie scene I'm not sure what Eric was doing beforehand um, but they're made to be a tag team together um, they're not built in this environment of WWE where um, we thought Eric Rowan was an intellect and now he's not he's just a brute who you know yeah, like what? 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 I like. I. I will. No, no, no. I'm. I'm. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that he said that when, when, when Dan Bryan said, "I've seen you as a peer, as an equal." Uh, the, you know, Luke. I mean, Eric. Har- Eric Rowan says, you know, we're not equals. You know, we're we're not on the same playing field. And my my thing is, is that man. If you've been if you've been manipulated your whole career, you can't call yourself smart. You know what I mean? Like we can't we can't just erase everything because you say so, man. You were brainwashed. That's not his fault. I think I think that's the writing team's fault, and the writing team needs to do a better job as far as giving this guy something to say that makes sense. Um, I think that he should be coming out there and saying this was my plan all along, and yeah, I feel like I can now own this shit. You, you know, Daniel Ryan, I used you because you, you you need somebody to act like your backbone. You have you have a you have a uh, reputation in this industry. You went through a crazy injury, and I saw the opportunity to attach myself to somebody who needed somebody that was back. When you lost that in your championship, you were broken, and I used that opportunity to get myself close to you. So I can take your spot. So I can take this. So I can show everybody what Eric Rowan truly is. That's what it really should be. Now, now you have to write it very. It's about how, how he started it, how they write it. So I think he was he, he decent. Uh, I think today, I think this week he was decent. I don't think he was good on like the previous week. But if you tell tell the story correctly, I think Eric can perform it. Like I've seen, I try to take away the the way they wrote it to way the the the, the, the guy performing it, and I think that Eric Rowan has like. I 
I'm down with that. I'm 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 down with that. Um, speaking, uh, one thing you you touched on, and I guess we this would be kind of like our wrap up of the show almost, is that what you're saying, uh, writing and you know something that makes sense and giving to someone to perform, uh, that has to be one of the worst things ever SmackDown has ever produced, which was this Shane McMahon Kevin Owens shit. It was so bad, man. It was so bad. Uh, to, I'm gonna sue you for twenty five million dollars. Uh, I'm gonna make this the worst thing in your life. Uh, to even serving him and 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 expl- and and having Shane tell him to explain it, like it was just so convoluted. It it, it didn't advance the story. Kevin Owens should have been done with this once we got the pop in Toronto from the stunner. And I don't know why this has carried on. This is uh, a soap opera this can be salvaged is if Kevin Owens challenges Brock Lesnar next for the WWE Championship. That's it. That's it. That's the only that's the only way Kevin Owens because Kevin came back with Vince McMahon to challenge or to stop Kofi Kingston from winning the title. If we're talking about storytelling. He never got his rematch. He never got his title. Now the title ends up on Brock. Brock's a heel. Kevin's a baby. You can work it that way. Uh, you can really, if, if Brock is really wants to put somebody over, he can put over KO. I think this would be a first time ever type deal with them two, and I think that would be good. I think that would be best. Yeah, I think Brock needs to put somebody over. Excuse me, uh, sooner than later. I think that I'd rather him be put over after this long reign. I don't want another long Brock reign. If he wants to get beat on the beach, I don't want another long reign. I want. To win it, to put somebody else over. And I 
Him and Gable uh, put on a fucking clinic. That um, the same spot that they did in NXT, great callback spot uh, where yeah. he was going for the head scissors, caught him in the head scissors, hit him with the uh, uh, end of days. Um, it, it was it was a dope ass spot. Um, shout out to uh, I, I know you I know you are the one on here that gives Corbin um, you know most of the credit. But I do want to piggyback off that, and Corbin does his job. Randy even attested to it on um, on Twitter. Um, first, it was Lance Storm who said something about it. Uh, Lance Storm has said something about, um, you know, Corbin, Corbin just gets it. He plants people down right. You know what I mean? He, he He's yeah, always I safe. They found something with him because he he didn't work as a he didn't work he didn't work well as uh as um a babyface because he did the like you said the callback to NXT where he just used to wrestle um you know quick little matches and shit and then and then then they didn't have a they didn't have a baby that they could have wasted on Corbin to get him over as a heel. You know what I mean? So then, you know, and then it takes him a while when he's on the main roster and whatnot. He, he squanders the money in the bank. Um, you know, he loses that like that. A lot of things have happened with him that, you know, it took him a minute. Uh, it took him a minute to actually find something. I believe this heel run, this, this, uh, this, um, this King Corbin, uh, I, I believe, I, I think that that is definitely uh, one of one of the, the the dopest things to be done right now in wrestling. Absolutely, I think King Corbin is a future WWE champion. I think that I've been getting singing his praises for a long time now, and I think that this year, this year 2019, he found himself and he finally arrived. Um, so I think people are starting to really notice. Uh, Baron Corbin. It's kind of like we did with the Miz a couple years ago. We're like, damn, okay, the Miz is actually really pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're doing that with Baron Corbin. 
different. But I, I'm telling you, man, I saw it a long time ago. There's certain people that I see something in, and I'm like, they're going to be something if they keep it up. If they keep on grinding, they're going to be something special and act that's going to make money. Like, I see something in Lacey Evans. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Even though her matches are kind of real mid, you know, they're not even really, really mid. They're really just not good. Um, but I think she has a presentation. I think she has a look. I think she can talk to the mic to some degree. And once she starts putting it together in the ring and putting because she has a little pieces of the moonsault. She has pieces. And when I see people like that, I'm like, oh, just give them some time. You know, just give them some time. Barrett Corman got his time and he came out with something. Even Casey, yeah, Chad Gable, you can say about that. He gave him some time. And now people are like noticing Chad Gable, you know, more too. And he got a real big pop on SmackDown when, when he came out and put that and stomped on Barrett from his crown and whatnot. So I think Gable has something. So there's a, there's a big, I'm really curious to see what we're going to see in the future for um, after the draft. There's a lot of good pieces. But as far as you said, yeah, Jack, um, Barrett Corbin, he's going to be, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens, uh, maybe what might be the WWE champion. Barrett Corbin might be the one to, to take it from him, you know, um, and, and this King Corbin, I, this King Corbin, um, uh, gimmick, because, you know, he had Constable Corbin, now King Corbin, they better take it fully board, because, um, if we don't want this to be just another Constable Corbin thing. We gotta take it. We're gonna give it to give it to him and make it something impactful. Make it make him really. Um, I think they did it, did it too early. The course of the possible Corbin thing and making him GM and all that stuff. If they did it with him as king, it would make his reign a little bit more interesting. But I'm, I'm, I don't know what they're gonna do to make this feel different than what we've already seen with Baron Corbin. I think they can go real over the top now, uh, especially with him being. Um, able to call himself king and be able to go, you know, blase, blase, you know what I mean? I think that he'll be able to, uh, you know, go a little bit more over the top because even with the GM thing, he was cut at the balls because he had to report to somebody, you know what I mean? Like, so his authority really couldn't go as far as he thought it could, so it didn't make it as impactful. As a wrestler, though, as a performer... Um, I think him being an antagonist and, uh, to a baby, uh, let's say he's not in the main event title uh, few picture. I know we, we've spoke about uh, uh, Cedric winning the United States Championship. Corbin may be someone that can relegate himself to the main roster, I mean the, the mid-card of the roster. Yeah, okay. And, and, yeah, I see that. I see that. Maybe you don't, you don't have to win the championship to ask him. You win down the line. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. But to utilize the King gimmick and to give him something, I think that that might, that might do something. If Cedric wins it off of AJ, you know, uh, King Corbin can come at the United States champion and be the King of the United States with the title yeah. or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, King Baron from the King of the United States. Uh, and present him that way out for it. That's something that we definitely um, down to see. That's what's up. Is there anything else? Uh, no, man. There's nothing else, man. Um, right now, uh, little CJ's up, so I'm about to go okay. ahead. And he's been good this whole show, man. It's been about an hour and a half. Oh. He's been. Peace. Yo, he's gonna. He's gonna be on the podcast, man. I mean, he's he, 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 gonna be. You know, when she starts talking, he's right here with us. Hey, so, he's, been, you know? he's, he's been right here. He's been right here sleeping. So I've been proud of that. So it's about yeah. time for. It's about time for him to get us feeding or whatnot. But nah, man, everything I think we covered. 
Um, we, you know, um, we talked about what we wanted to as far as the tag team of uh, changing titles, a uh, clash. Um, the women, the four horsewomen's, uh, still holding strong. Uh, Seth probably dropping it to the Fiend. Brock coming back, taking it off of Kofi. NXT being huge, booking Black with Leo Rush. Uh, I think we did. I think we, I think we did. We had a good show, man. No, man. Uh, I think this is episode, what, 69 or 70, one of the two or something like that. So keep rocking with us, man. Uh, we're going to be doing something uh, really special in the, in the near future uh, once I really get my shit together or, or after we get our shit together, to be honest. Uh, and we're, we're, we're going to stay tuned, man. Uh, Reasonable Wrestling. Uh, Reasonable Wrestling is going to be more jam-packed than this podcast, believe it or not. Yo, uh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, take it easy. Um, everybody, thank you guys for listening. Uh, peace out. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.